Yeah. 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 Chrome hearts at the Caesar's Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. K bar, you can be established. A 230s, that's 69s. You can eat a salad while you feed a phallus. I speak in pallets that can be the graphics. Afternoon or evening or night. Depending on where you are. Uh, Look, I got to big up all of the night hawks out there, the night owls out there in England. My GMT crew, as I call them. Right, shout out to everybody on Eglinton West, Eglinton West and Oakwood. Shout out to everybody in South London. Shout out to Coyoacan, Distrito Federal, Mexico. Shout out to the South Bronx and shout out to Uptown Manhattan and my brother Kenny T. He's right here with me. What's good, Kenny? Washington Heights in his house. Can't complain, brother. Washington Heights. We here with the Dominicanos, man. We ready to go. We ready for the smack talk. We got some big shit coming this weekend. Big men fighting, th- landing big punches. Let's fucking get it, bro. Let's get it. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. I never asked you this, but did you uh, go to the parade over the weekend? It was over the weekend, right? It was over the weekend. Nah, man, you know, I'll be out here doing money moves. Money moves all day. There you go. Well, you know, money moves. Money moves. I'm not I'm not as big of a parade person as I, as I used to be. Anyhow, I mean... Back in the day, I used to go to every parade I could go to, Puerto Rican Day Parade, uh, the West Indian Day Parade in Brooklyn. I went to uh, a bunch of Caribana parades up in Toronto. I went out to the parade over there in London. They got a a big one out there, too. Um, You know, but now I I, I chilled on the parades. I don't really like parades as much anymore. I like I like. Go go for it. It's, it's they're a little too crowded sometimes, but I feel I do feel like I need to start getting out there because I need to start socializing more. You know what I'm saying? The, the single life gets boring after a long time. You know, it's the post pandemic era, right? So now it's time to head out. Look, big up to the people that are here with us. We got a KO boxing vibe. Salute to you, Major Key. Salute to you as well, bro. The goat Mario P. Salute to you, Annalie. Hama, ha, sorry, Haramia. Well, I've said it a million times. Jaramillo. Thank you, Annalie, and sorry for the uh, butchering at the beginning. Uncle Jonah, salute to you. Nando, salute to you. And, uh, yes, we were talking about the Dominican Day uh, Parade. So Major Key says parades get you shot nowadays. Yeah, they also get you monkeypox or COVID. You know, I'm good, bro. (laughs) I I don't know about all of the parades giving you monkeypox. I'm messing around, bro. There was a big one out there in San Francisco that they were worried about the monkey. Well, let's not get into that. <laughs> but but isn't another uh, uh, monkeypox also spreads by by I think the, the money, oh, yeah, the yeah, of money or something. I don't want to talk about the <laughs> or of any or of any virus. Not interested in discussing the spread. So you know, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. Shout out to you, nine, the Niner gangs in the in the house, Nando. I know he's out there in the San Fran area. Uh, no shots intended to you, my brother. All right, one of the day ones over here on the Maestro Ah and Mano a Mano. Uh, one of our biggest, biggest supporters, Nando Jama. Salute to you. Big up, Nando. And big up everyone that's here with you, uh, Kenny, and here with me here for Mano a Mano. Look, we got to get into it, right? 
first thing I got to talk. Oh, before I get into it, salute to Tony P. Tony Pugilism. Tony, I had to stay away from the undefeated podcast today. But shout out to my bros, KT and Trav. Shout out to Base the Kid. Shout out to Tony. Shout out to all of the people over there. Uh, October Red, everybody else. Uh, they probably would not have liked to hear what I had to say about the Usyk-Joshua fight. We're going to talk about it here anyway, so thank you for tuning in. So let's get right into it. Uh, it was the fake over uh, this past weekend. It was Teofimo Lopez Jr. taking on Pedro Campa. Uh, we'll get into that fight in a moment, but before, I got to give a big ding the bell to... Xander Zayas, friend of the show, a great young man, uh, managed by another friend of the show, Mr. Peter Khan himself, straight out of the BX. Right, I'm talking about Xander Zayas. He did his thing. All right. Yes, I know the opponent wasn't that great, but it's also about how you look against the people you're in there with. Right. I mean, didn't Triple G make a Hall of Fame career doing what Xander's doing right now? So give Xander his props because he's steamrolling these dudes. And he's doing it very, very impressively. Get the guy him. was much bigger and older as well, bro. He was much bigger and older as well. The youth and experience, the wisdom, the the how he knocked him out where he just kind of slightly dodged that punch and the, 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 the good man's punch went right by his face and then boom, Xander's the one that lands and the man goes down, bro. Impressive. Impressive work nonetheless. He says he's been working on making some changes regarding – dodging punches and landing his own punches and defense. And, and, and I think he did look amazing in doing so, bro. Yeah, and look, at the end of the day, okay, uh, I know Elias Espadas wasn't, you know, the 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 biggest uh, name out there uh, in, in the division. We know this, okay, uh, but he did have four losses going into the fight. None of them were knockout losses, all right? Uh, they were all unanimous decision losses. And he got knocked out for the first time by the very young Xander Zayas, and I was impressed by Xander. Uh, you know, Eli- Elias Espadas did what he he could, all right, out of Yucatan, um, out of, of that part of Mexico. I'm very familiar with that part of the world um, because uh, my, my granddad uh, was actually born in, not too far from there. Um, parents immigrated from, from Cuba to that part of Mexico. And I'm very familiar with that area, uh, the Yucatan area, Quintana Roo. So big up to him, okay? Big up to to Elias Espadas, but he was he was bigger, as you said, uh, uh, Kenny. But he he just wasn't skilled enough to deal with the young Xander Zayas. And we'll see we'll see what's next. What what would you like to see actually, Kenny, for Xander next? Oh, that's a tough one. That's a tough. One. I do have to say though, the the, the face off. Uh, uh, Xander's opponent 100% had you believing that he was going to do something because the the, the, the the stare down, the way he kept on looking at him with the little smirk, is that, oh, may, may, maybe he's going to come in here and do something. Yeah, right. Um, but who I'd like to see for Xander next? He tried. Uh, yeah, he tried, but it wasn't going to work. We all knew that. We all knew that. Well, AJ's going to try too, but we'll get into that later. So what would you Ooh, like- for Xander I'd like to see uh, Xander Zayas box next. Uh, what weight class is he in? 160? 154. 154. That's so is he ready? Thing. It's a tough division. That's the problem. There's a lot of people there. Yeah. It's a problem. Um, 
Well, I definitely think he needs to start stepping up in competition. That's a fact. And I think that one of the best people for him to start stepping up in competition to. Yeah. I, I, hold on. I'm, go, I'm, I'm going to the 154 rankings right now uh, just to verify that this is the best opponent for him. Yep. I think I'm going to stick. I see the gears are moving. Oh, I just dropped the shit on my phone. But, yes, I definitely think that he's going to be the guy. Um, definitely not Carlos Adamas. He was a champ before. I forgot his name. Uh, uh, um, he, lost to, he lost to Hurd. Teixeira is a good one. I don't know if Teixeira. but talking about Banana out of, out of the DR. Rosario. Banana's definitely a great step up in the right direction. A, a dude who had who's who's a, a two-time champ, a dude who knows who people know gets hurt to the body, a dude who has power. And so, you know, they can't be like, oh, he took an opponent with zero risks. You know, it's yeah. it's it's a move in the right direction, and mm. it presents a big challenge for him because you got to stay away from that power hand. And I think it's a winnable fight. You know, we saw. If he does the right things, I think it's definitely a winnable fight. But the thing at the same time, it may be too much of a step up because Xander Zayas hasn't fought past eight rounds, or is it ten rounds? Eight rounds. Yeah, I don't. He's never fought past eight rounds, and that'd be a twelve round fight. So it's a tough one. It's a tough. It's a tough decision to make. But I think he definitely he's definitely ready to move in the right direction because uh, he needs to start looking at the likes of like uh, Erickson Lubin, a uh, Carlos Adames, uh, uh, you know, like you said, Teixeira, you know. Uh, shit, maybe he could. No, I know Ocampo was a actually. No, how much damage does Zayas take? Not a lot, right? Very little, very little. He, yeah, he should step in that fight that Adrian Broner just backed out of versus Ocampo. Yeah, uh, well, Adrian Broner backed out against uh, uh, uh Brandon Figueroa's brother, Omar Figueroa. My bad, my bad, my bad. 40, but we'll get into that. Look, the names. It's tough because a lot of the top names are affiliated with the PBC. So you're having to look for a guy who hopefully has a name, who's hopefully not tied up by any by anybody. Um, it, it's tough, right? Uh, but Sergio it, Garcia. That's not a bad. That's not a bad bad name. Uh, I, I thought Sergio Garcia won against Harrison. I thought Sergio Garcia also won. Uh, forgot again. So I'm terrible with names. Forgive me on that. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm 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 looking at a guy like uh, Takeshi Inoue. You know, I think that there are enough openings there that he could exploit. Or if you want to go all the way up closer to the top ten or even top five, uh, maybe a, like even a James Metcalf. I don't know. I think he's ready to get tested. That's my thing. I, I, I you know who would be great with? Step it up. Yeah, Jose Benavidez Jr. The guy could fight. The guy has been fighting twelve round fights. Yeah. He's moving up from one forty seven, so he's a, a technically a smaller body dude. Just got beat up by Danny Garcia. If he beats Jose Benavidez Jr., it put him in that conversation. Oh well, imagine him against Danny Garcia. Danny Garcia, one forty seven, one hundred and forty pounder who moved up to one hundred and fifty four, and you know he has a lot of power. That could also be a potential fight coming up the ranks for him because yo it's like the names in between of who he should face are not too many it's like the level he's the level he's facing now and then everybody else top level and in between is like who the hell does he face in between that's going to get him ready for that top level yeah I, look i agree and the problem again is a lot of the names are affiliated with pbc i'm seeing a couple names of interest here i see j rock uh that that's 
that that's that could be a good that could be decent. There we go, J Rock. I like that, Uncle Joan. I like J Rock. I'm also seeing Nathan Gallimore. That's 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 a winnable fight, I think. I don't think he's ready for Tim Zhu. Just not at all. Not not he's not he's not at that level yet. He's still a prospect. I'm not putting him in with contender just yet. He, he's we said Austin Trout. That's a gatekeeper opponent right now. That would be a big that would be a big win for Xander if he could get I, that. I, I don't think he's ready for for Trout either. No, Trout, Trout Trout has all the veteran dirty moves on lock. Yeah, and and he's he'll know how to survive too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He'll know how to survive. Anyhow, moving on uh, to the to the main event last Saturday. I don't know how excited you were for this fight, Kenny. I wasn't all that excited, but it's kind of you got to watch it. You got to talk about it. We do run a boxing show, one of the best boxing shows, might I add. Uh, it was the fake over. Uh, you called it the fake over 2.0. I disagreed with that. I'm just calling it the fake over. Uh, taking on Pedro Campa. Um, were you impressed? Let's start with that. Uh, all right. It, it started off very slow. It started off very slow and tentative, and I guess it makes sense because the guy had been out the ring for quite a little bit after he lost his last fight. So I guess it makes somewhat type of sense. But uh, the way the fight started off, no, I was definitely not impressed. Uh, he was talking about he was going going to go in there and make a statement that he was definitely knocking this guy out. And until he actually did knock the guy out, it did not look like he was going to knock the guy out. Um, but he started letting his hands go around, uh, what was it? Four, fifth, sixth round started letting his hands go and actually landing. He didn't even have to land too many punches in order to hurt his opponent. Uh, I think he did what he had to do, but it was a, a, again, it was a easy pick opponent that wasn't looking too easy for him in the beginning. If, If you look at the tweets that I sent out during the fight, I'm like, Oh, this fight is definitely not going to end by knockout, but tail ended up turning up the 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 momentum and what was it the sixth seventh round he ended up turning up the momentum to momentum and letting those hands go and, and landing powerful shots and he really started feeling himself maybe it was because he felt Kampa's power and Kampa's more of a volume puncher not a power puncher he was like oh I can eat this shit let me get up in there but I do think he is a little crazy a little nuts for calling out the top dogs in that division because he's the Kampa is not a top dog. It, 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 the, the calling out the top dogs in the division to me sounded like a Ryan Garcia move. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm gonna fight the top of the top. I'm gonna fight uh, 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 Bam Bam. I'm gonna fight uh, no, not Bam Bam, excuse me. <laughs> I'm gonna fight Jojo and I'm gonna fight uh, Fortuna and I'm gonna fight this person. Oh, 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 mental health break. You know what I'm saying? That's what that's what that call out sounds like for me. The Teofimo call out. Oh, I want to fight Prograde. I want to fight Taylor. I want to fight Ramirez. I want to fight Zapata. Yeah, right. Well, no, but this is my this, look. First, let me get into the, to the. Let's talk about it first, right? Because look, um, I, I wasn't that impressed, and I wasn't impressed, and uh, you know, it, it was said uh, right here just now by by Anneli Jaramillo. Hard to judge honestly against such a mediocre opponent. That's exactly what it was. And my whole thing is, how the hell does fighting a Pedro Campa launch you ahead of the Barbosas of the world in terms of getting a title shot? I mean, dude ain't highly ranked by anybody, right? I understand when you're moving up from 135 to 140 with a title, Right, and you get like a high ranking and maybe even an immediate title shot. Does that make sense, Kenny? 
It's like you move up from 135. Let's say Devin Haney moves up to 140 as an undisputed lightweight champion. Okay, I don't expect him to necessarily fall all the way back to the back of the line to get a title shot. But you just lost to George Gambosis Jr., right? And now you beat Pedro Campa, and now all of a sudden you are entitled to shots against, uh, you know, uh, pro-gray Zepeda or uh, the winner of Catterall Taylor. Based on what? Based on what, Kenny? Beating Pedro Campa? Like, I, I'm I'm okay with that. It was a good way to launch yourself at 140. You got the knockout. You got the, the confidence back, hopefully. But that does not set you up for a title shot. It just doesn't. Not in my not 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 in the way I like to to to, to watch it and judge and, and and talk about boxing. Not even slightly, bro. And that's why I said it felt like a t- like a like a Ryan Garcia call out at the end of the fight, calling out people that you know you don't have a chance of fighting or that you know you don't want to fight. Let, let's 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 get to Chauncey another day one, Mr. Pearls. And he has a factual point Mr. there too. Himself, you, you can read it, or do you want me to read it? Go for it. I'll read it. Tail looked good in the fight. He was supposed to look great. Let's give the young man a break and see how he looks next fight. It was his first fight at 140. Okay. I mean, I get that. But this is a guy who has yet to admit defeat to George Gambosis. This is a guy who said he was the undisputed champion at one four at 135. I, I don't really understand you, you know, dipping your toes into the division, like, just go straight. Like, if, like, I, I, people are giving him some leeway here that is not really lining up, matching up with the game he's been talking. If you're that dude, then, you know, you're supposed to look great against Kampa. Kenny, you said you didn't think he looked great. I don't think he looked great. I thought he looked good against, uh, I can't even say average opponent, below average opponent at 140. Below average. So let's see how it goes. I just don't think that the call-outs are making much sense to me right now. You don't get Josh Taylor versus Catterall winner based on that performance against that opponent, nor do you get to leapfrog all of these other dudes, right? Take on a Sandor Martin, right? Uh, take on the Pueyo. Uh, take on an Akmedov. Take on somebody near the top. Yo, Subriel Matias would be a problem, but unfortunately, Subriel fights mostly with the PBC. Uh, let's see what happened. KO Boxing Vibe, Tail versus Tank won't happen, but that would be huge. Yeah, it won't happen. Um, it, 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 also, because that's not Tank's ideal weight. He ain't going up to 140 to, to fight somebody. Uh, not at all. Uh, also, one thing, right? You have a uh, host uh, wave Vargas. He fights at 140. He kept on calling out Zapata and talking smack and trash until Zapata said, "You know what, young man, I'm gonna beat your ass up." It, who knows? If maybe if he keeps on knocking on that door, maybe he could vault over a lot of the names and the, the trash talk may may pay dividends. Yeah, I mean, Gary Antoine Russell still hasn't got a title shot. He's been at 140 way longer. You know what I mean? I mean, there's guys at 140 that have been at 140 for a while that are waiting for their shots for a title shot. Like, they put in the work. So I'm just saying, like, you don't leapfrog those dudes. Not off the back of beating Pedro Campa. 
If I'm not making sense, Kenny, you could tell me I'm not making sense. Bro, no, you're you're completely factual. It's like what you said earlier. If he was coming off of 135 pound with a win on Cambosis, not a loss on Cambosis, then you know it makes some type of sense for him to be ranked extremely high to get a, a top uh, caliber opponent. But he did not do that. The facts are that he did not beat uh, beat Cambosis. He's coming to 140 pounds with a loss. He beat Kamba, which is a mediocre at best fighter. You know. Let's see who else he's going to get in there with. You know, a, a guy like Prograde would make sense if Prograde even wants to entertain that because Prograde doesn't have a belt. But Prograde's right below getting the title shot. And I don't know if he's going to mess that up by putting himself in there with Teofimo Lopez. Not that Teofimo Lopez is going to win him, but that's a, you know, Teofimo Lo- win against him, excuse me. But Teofimo Lopez is a good fighter and a good opponent. And that, that you know, it's a toss up who's going to win that fight. It's not no clear cut. Oh, Prograde wins. Oh, female win you just don't know absolutely let's let's have a listen kenny and you could react here we go teofimo lopez senior after the fight your thoughts on your son's performance tonight man listen i don't take nothing away from the guy that he just fought he came here to win that guy was a tough guy really tough and he put up a show like i said it before you know there ain't nobody can beat my son when he's healthy he was healthy tonight and he showed the world what he's made of you know and um it's just beautiful to see him enjoy himself, you know, not getting hit at all. And and I'm happy, you know, especially for everybody that supports us and all the people from Honduras too, you know, they supporting us and my in my family and my son. I just wanna say thank you. Thank you for supporting us and we're gonna keep on coming, man. The takeover is real. I've been studying. I said it before and, and it happened. When we talk about your son, I just got to say, I think my son is the best in the world and he's going to be the best and no one's ever going to beat him and he's going to knock everybody out. And he should just pull out the wrestling voice, bro. And <laughs> where his mind was. What did you think about his focus this evening coming into the ring? We worked on that a lot. You know, with my, with my you know, we have a, a great trainer, Jorge Rubio, you know, and, and Gerardo Gomez. They did a magnificent job. We work more on his confidence. His confidence level is when he could breathe. You know what I'm saying? So his condition was just perfect for tonight. You know, we knew he was going to fight a tough guy. This guy had 34 fights, you know, one. He had lost one. So this guy was not no walk in the park, you know. But we made it look easy, and I'm happy. The performance was amazing. The talent at 140 pounds is excellent. One of the most talent-laden divisions. It's different than 135. How did you go for it, Kenny? The performance was amazing. I don't, you guys have never seen a performance like that. And you never will see a performance like that again. My son is the best that exists in the world. And the takeover, the take back, the takeover is here. Uh, bro, it, it, I swear he sounds like, <laughs> <laughs> like a modern day wwe father like <laughs> at this weight and more importantly how do you see him competing against the top dogs at junior welterweight i always say we always chase after the belts we want the belts you know if josh taylor has two other belts we want to get him before he gets rid of the other two belts you know we want him at 140 that's the guy that we want to fight you know but if that's not possible we'll fight anybody in december you know that's our night we always win by big knockouts of the Heisman Award night. So, you know, let it be. But we want Josh Taylor. What were you happiest about what you saw in junior this night right here in this ring? 
What was it? What were you happiest about in terms of what you saw from your son tonight in the ring? Oh, he was having fun. I could tell you what he was happiest about. And I, you know, I was screaming in the corner. What's that, Ken? <laughs> I was, I was happiest, you know, that the takeover is back. His mental health is now good. He's unbeatable again. I want the rematch against Cambosis at 140 pounds. Cambosis gets knocked out. Everybody loses to Teofimo Lopez Jr. And you don't want it with Senior. Because Senior, oh, let me stop. Look, I'll just leave it there because I don't want it to, this to take over the show. But that was excellent stuff there, Kenny. Uh, best best Teofimo Senior impression in the business. Mine ain't that bad either, but Kenny's yours takes it. Uh, my my issue was he said he the Teofimo's going to be back at the Garden in the, the big, big room. What he so on pay per view? So look, they just they just need to chill over there at, at Team Takeover Industries and um, realize that look, it, it we're let, let's see how things play out, right? Let's see you win there against a Sandor Martin level guy or somebody else, and then the title shot. I'm cool with the Barbosa fight. I'd like to see that. I think that that's a good step. Uh, but you're not leapfrogging these guys just yet, in in my humble humble estimation. So look, let's let's get to the big topic of the day, though, Kenny. It's a big topic, and he is a big problem. Okay, in August 2022, he is a big problem for Anthony A.J. Joshua. I'm talking about Alexander Usyk, all right, the unified WBA super, IBF, WBO, IBO, and potentially soon to be Ring Magazine because Tyson Fury vacated that belt. Champion of the world, Alexander Usyk, Usyk. Look, I, I, first of all, okay, six days before the fight, we get it announced that it's on the zone. Thank you very much. I don't know why it took that lo- that long, okay, to 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 make the announcement. But okay, that's cool. We get to see it on the zone. I'm happy about that. It's an early fight, earlier in a Saturday. I'm happy about that, and it is a heavyweight championship of the world fight. I'm very happy about that, too. We've got the Southpaw, who, according to Amir Khan, who visited with him, has supposedly put on 15 kilograms. That's like about 33, 34 pounds of muscle. Okay? I know Kenny's big on that. Kenny's all about, you know, the weight gains and the, and the, and the, and the strength gains. And Usyk seems like he's been, been doing it. Woo! I thought he was going to get the KO in the first fight. He almost did. Was well, so close. I'm I'm predicting Usyk by knockout in this fight. I think that 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 the the stage is being set for an epic heavyweight fight. I see him boxing strategically, touching AJ to the body, timing AJ, all right? Circling AJ not allowing AJ to get busy on the inside, escaping at angles like he did in the first fight, taking him into deep waters and drowning AJ for a late round TKO. If it goes any other way, I think I'll, 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 it's fine. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this heavyweight fight. Anything can happen, but that's the way I see it going. And I think that he's going to be able to handle AJ's strength even better than he did the first fight. And you'll remember this, Kenny. Second half of the fight, he was in beast mode when it came to the strength. 
he was the one pushing around AJ for long stretches of that fight. Now he's 15 kilograms of muscle heavier. Man, I'm just happy it's on the zone. I'm looking forward to this fight. Again, Alexander Usyk is a big problem ahead of this Saturday night, Kenny. The biggest problem for Anthony Joshua is not the muscle, it's not the size, it's not the speed or the footwork or the abilities. The biggest problem for Anthony Joshua is Alexander's Usyk's mentality. That man's mind is solid. There's no such thing as mental health when it comes to Alexander Usyk. That man's health is like a sharpened piece of iron. His mental health. He don't play. Leaving war to go from war to come to train for the fight. And while his family's over there, still be so strong-minded. Go so hard in his training. Still be so confident. Still be a man of few words. That's, that, that's what Anthony Joshua needs to be worried about because we all know that Anthony Joshua does not have the strongest or level-headed mind. Uh, we see him go through his weak moments all the time on camera. He lets his weaknesses show all the time, and it is what it is. I think that's the biggest problem for Anthony Joshua. But this weekend, man, I am so looking forward to the fight this weekend. I've been looking forward to it for a long time. But, yo, my bar has gone a little more towards the middle. You know what I'm saying? Before, I was all the way towards Usyk's side. Now I'm a, little, I'm a little more over here because, you know, the changes in training, the changes in the seriousness in camp, the changes in the words that are coming out of Anthony Joshua's mouth and the change in game plan. It seems like the game plan now is what we thought the game plan should have been for, for the first fight. Impose your will. Impose your power. Be the bigger, stronger man. Hurt him early. Hurt him so he can't walk. Hurt him to the body. Beat that motherfucking body up. Don't 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 be out here with your little, <sighs> your little paw jab. Let that jab go. And I think that he's going to be doing a whole lot more of that. Anthony Joshua, that is. But it, 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 I still have Usyk winning. Don't, 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 you know, don't think that what I'm saying is, oh, nah, nah, now I have Anthony Joshua winning because he's just a game plan. Nah, that's not it. I still have Usyk winning. It's just that Usyk has to make it past the first half of the fight where Anthony is going to do what Atunde says and he's going to empty out the tank. <laughs> I'm never letting that one go with a tune day, by the way. <laughs> uh, let me go to the super chat. Nando. Nando says, to the zone. This is an excellent 75 pay-per-view card. No extra charge. That's what I paid for. Uh, the inferior Fury Right pay-per-view was a crummy undercard. 150 a year. I, uh, I don't think this is on pay-per-view, though. I think that's what he's alluding to. I think it's yeah. the zone. So I agree. This is what the zone was supposed to be about. You know, these these fights happening all over the world, no extra charge, no pay-per-view, right? And then all of a sudden, they, they started hitting us with the okie doke. They started hitting us with the bait and switch, you know? They started hitting us with all of that. Like, we were all gung-ho about it. And the next thing you know, they creeped in there with a few pay-per-views. Hopefully... We won't see that many more. Uh, so, look, I think this is a good fight. And, look, AJ, p- people like to say, oh, we need the old AJ, the Femi AJ. Well, that that AJ, I don't know if he ever really existed ever at the top level. We saw it against Dominique Brazil. All right? We saw it against... Uh, what's the what's the big dude out that, that went out there again? The, the teacher. The special ed teacher. I already forgot his name. Um, we we saw it against Dillian White. All right, we saw it against Prince Charles Martin. 
We saw it a little bit against Klitschko, but we haven't seen it since then. We didn't see it against Joseph Parker. We didn't see it against Ruiz. We didn't see it against Carlos Takam. We didn't really see it against Pulev. And you know what? I hate to break it to you guys, but we're not going to see it on Saturday afternoon slash Saturday night over there in the UK. Uh, That's the only chance of winning. Yeah, and Usyk's too smart for that. And Usyk's too skilled for that. And you know what? Now Usyk's even bigger than he was last time, more settled into the heavyweight division. And what I'm going to tell people, oh, well, my answer, he's going to lose speed. Speed. He's going to lose the speed with the extra weight. Even if he loses speed, it will be a fraction of speed. And he's still going to be way faster than Anthony Joshua. I don't. You don't really – gaining muscle doesn't always equate to huge losses in speed. It, it doesn't equate to losses in speed. No, it, so I, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily buy that. And if it is, it's at a fractional level that I don't think will will will, will uh, impede his ability to, to to win this fight at all. So I agree. The undercard has some interesting fights. I like the Zile Zhang fight with uh, Hergovich. I think that's a great heavyweight fight as a co-feature, and I also. I'm very interested in seeing the continued progression of Callum Smith at 175 pounds at the light heavyweight division um, because you know who fights at the light heavyweight division, right, Kenny? Your boy. Your boy fights there. Zordo. All right, so we, we're, you, you'll be very interested in that because I know you'll be scouting for a potential Zordo opponents. So that, that's a good one, too. But, look, it's going to be a very good fight. Guys, I'm going to uh, drop the link in case anyone wants to join us. I'm also going to open up the phone lines. Um, I, I do also want to uh, uh, speak a little bit about the whole muscle and, you, and weight. You can respond to, to Sly because he gave an example. That's exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly the comment. I was like, you know, I have to speak a little bit about this. Here we go. Look, man. Muscle is not getting rid of anybody's gas tank. What, the, what people do is they gain improper weight. Well, Wilder did. He gained, what was it, 20, 30, 25 pounds of muscle in like, in like a month or something like that. It's terrible. What, what, what Wilder did in order for him to gain weight was he lowered his cardio activity and he increased his weight lifting. What you're supposed to do is keep the cardio activity in the same exact place. Increase the amount of calories you're intaking per day. Take vegan or vegetarian calories and add some chicken in there if you need more protein and more calories. Add some protein shakes. Trust me. Increase your calorie intake. Keep your running and your cardio at the same exact place and increase your weight lifting. I guarantee you the gas tank will be exactly the same. Nobody's getting gassed out. The speed will be exactly the same. You, How do you think you have these fucking 250-pound football players that run faster than you and I? <laughs> there you go. Let's bring in, let's bring in Tony, and then uh, after Tony, we've got we've got Virtuoso. Oh shit! Is it Tony LRB or Tony Aram today? Tony, it's Tony. He, he was on tail side. I don't know, man. I, I, you better I, believe it. I had to stay on the undefeated today because it was it was. Uh, where were the pom poms at? That was the only thing missing from today's show with all the cheerleading going on. For Team AJ. People are just coming out and saying it. I, I'm going for AJ. I'm not even going to try to not be biased. It's AJ. I don't care. We don't need to be biased. We don't We don't need that negative energy. AJ, boom, bye, AJ, boom, bye, AJ, boom, bye, Yeah? 
We're coming in with the Zundunbai. We're coming with the Yoruba. We're coming with everything, the whole Africa of, you know, everything, the Jollof rice is, is all coming in today to, to energize our champion. It's coming back. It has back. nothing on Usyk. It got nothing on Usyk. Usyk, Usyk, Usyk don't Usyk. care. Hey, 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 hey. Wait, let me ask you a question. Guys, quick, yeah. quick question. Go for it. This this extra poundage that uh, Usyk Scott, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, how you feel that's going to work out for your boy? I think I think it's going to work out well for 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 a- Usyk, and he's not my boy. I just think he's going to win the fight by he's- by KO because he got all this extra poundage. Oh, by KO I- because Joshua's going to gas out late and get knocked out. That's probably okay. going to happen. It's probably- but, but 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 you you also remember or not remember? I've been watching a lot of videos regarding this fight because yeah. all of a sudden last week there was nothing. All of a sudden, it's nonstop AJ Usyk media all over the place. So I've been watching a whole lot of the media, and one thing that that AJ has trained for in his training camp this time around, he's added in road work and cardio. He's actually running. He's actually doing things for his gas tank to go long. He's not only working on his muscle. So I do think he's going to be better off on the. I do think he's going to be better on the gas tank. I'm gonna have to invoke the Macho Man, Randy Savage in the house. Oh yeah. (laughs) We're gonna open it up big time today. I'll bring in a, a couple people. Major Key, I don't know where you left. I was just about to bring you in too. We got Vietnam '87. You're new to the channel. And we've got Virtuoso, the OG. Let's go to Virtuoso first, and then Vietnam 87, you right next. Go for it, Virtuoso. Virtuoso, hello, are you there? Doesn't sound like it. Let's go to uh, Vietnam. Vietnam, are you there? Yeah, uh, you getting any feedback on me? Uh, Very little. Okay, okay. I don't have my headset, but I just wanted to. It's it's actually it's Sly. <laughs> I had this is my. Uh, I just changed the name of my other account because I got a new phone. Okay, that's that's what's up, Sly. You sounding crystal clear. That's cool. Just mute yourself when you're not speaking, and you'll be fine. Yes, sir. I was gonna say uh, Vietnam Rage Against the Machine song. Uh, <laughs> next thing I was gonna say, I don't know if we've hit that if you've hit that topic yet, but I just wanted to. I'll make it real quick. Um, they were talking about Adrian Broner pulling out of the fight with uh um uh on saturday and yeah yeah with omar figueroa and and everybody's you know burying him and stuff and i get it you know we're pretty boxing fans are pretty brutal and stuff but uh when um tyson fury pulled out of the second klitschko fight i remember being like man fuck this dude like i (laughs) I was like this guy's a bum and all this stuff and he turned out to have like some really bad problems like uh gained over 100 pounds got hooked on coke alcohol all this crazy shit and adrian broner absolutely has had discipline problems and uh he's gotten in trouble with the law and shit and i'm not trying to excuse any of that but uh you know i was just thinking though you know the guy's been going through a lot of shit and i'm not trying to pour some barrel of soft soap over him but if he is having mental problems you know, I don't want to be the guy to just twist the lemon and, and I hope he gets better. And in a lot of ways, boxing needs Adrian Broner because he's entertaining. He knows how to talk and he knows how to get people to to hate him and people want to see him lose and stuff. So I just wanted to say, you know, I've been seeing a lot of people on YouTube today trying to scalp the dude. <laughs> they want him dead and all this stuff. So I just wanted to say that. And uh, 
that's all I got, man. It was good to talk to you guys. Oh, Kenny, you. you got me rolling, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's great talking to you too, brother. You know, hey, you know, we got to keep the jokes going, always. So, but I guess let's touch up on, on, on that, Maestro. Let, let's talk about that for a second, and we'll get back to the fight, and I'll, I'll go over to, uh, to, to, to Major Key uh, about it. So, look, if he's not prepared to fight, he's not to par- prepared to fight. I don't know what his weight was like. He mm-hmm. was talking about having to get down in weight. That might have been an issue. You know, who knows why he wasn't able to, to train. Uh, to me, he's exhibited, like, um, let's just say psychological issues a few times. So I wasn't really surprised that he said he had mental health issues. So all I can say is I hope he gets better. Uh, and I'll be honest, I wasn't really looking forward to the fight anyway. So it's not like I'm super disappointed that it's off. Kenny? I think that he clearly needs some finances. I don't think that he is, he wants to box anymore. I think, you know, his boxing career, I think, is done. And, you know, he, he like you said, he's shown mental health problems several times, in, several times before. And he's shown that he's unsure of himself several times before. Example, him being in the ring, him being in the fight and asking his coach, I won that, right? I won that, right? I won, did I did I win that? Bro, you, you're in the fight. You need to know what's going on. So he's unsure of himself. I think he just needs to fall back from boxing. I'm not mad at him. I don't care about him falling back from the fight. If I was on the on the Figueroa camp, I'd be fucking livid because the payday is now done for. The easy payday is now done for. So if I was yeah. in the Figueroa camp, I'd be livid. But you know what? I like Adrian Broner. I like his character. He's a funny dude. He's a dude that comes from nothing. And I wish nothing but the best for him. I just hope he falls back from boxing and doesn't try to set up any more fights and that he could find another way to get finances and doesn't have to step back in the ring because I don't think the guy wants to fight. This is clearly Kenny, the guys, why he said the whole mental health issue. The guy's 33. How do you still assume that we boxing still needs um, Adrian Broner? Because we have a whole bunch of cats doing great stuff in the sport. We don't need 33-year-old guys who are has-beens and never will be again. I agree. Salute to D-Style Boxing. Appreciate the super chat. Uh, any last words on Adrian Broner? Because I want to get right back we, to Yeah, yeah and I, I do want to jump in real quick. Um, and, and first and foremost, uh, Kenny, uh, check that link out, man, because if, you, if you're if a hip-hopper, man, you're going to love that. You too, Maestro. If you love hip-hop, uh, check that out, man, my, my last community post. But anyway, okay. um, when it comes to A-B... Uh, when it comes to AB, here's what I really think, bro. I've always been an advocate for, for people to have mental illness. I, I think uh, you guys probably seen anybody that's been following me for a minute. Last year when I got into an argument with another content creator about the whole shit. I mean, it was probably like one of the biggest, you know, shows that I've had, you know, thus far. And, and, and it was literally about mental illness. You know what I mean? And, and I take that with, like very seriously because we all – especially if you grew up in the hood, right? Like we all can have that and we don't even know it, right? We just living day to day, not knowing why we got our attitude problems, not knowing why we react the way we we react, but it's literally mental illness, bro. You know what I'm saying? But uh, some of us, some of us want to change that. And so we start uh, taking advice from other people and stuff like that. So my whole thing though, is that Adrian Brown is 34 years old. Had he, had he addressed that situation early in life before he started blowing his money, Right. And, and, and really uh, uh, like addressed it earlier in life, then we would need to be talking about this right now. But if it's really serious, I'm going to I'm going to say, hey, I support you, Adrian, Adrian Broder. Just don't come back to boxing. Do it in a promoter way or do it in a different way. You know, uh, do it as a hype man, you know, uh, whatever you want to do. But don't do it as a boxer 
because you're not capable of doing it. That's all I got to say with that. You know what I mean? I, I agree. Same I mean, page. He hasn't yeah. really been competitive or high level to me since he went all the way up to 147, where his major win was against kind of a faded Pauli Malignaggi. Uh, you know, he was at a much lower weight when people were seeing him as potentially great. So, I mean, that one was competitive against Malignaggi, right? Yeah. That was competitive, you know, so. It was, it was. So, uh, there you go. Look, let, let's get back to talking about the heavyweights here. Does, is anyone here other than, than Tony picking uh, AJ to win this fight? I'm man, still undecided. I'm still undecided, man. I, I like... I like what Ages is doing as far as fitness is concerned. Like he's kind of like slimming down to a weight that he, that I feel like he's probably more comfortable because having big muscles and having to carry that around could be a detriment as far as stamina. But um, Usyk is like for me, it's like to me the most well prepared fighter that I've ever seen. And if he's if he's bulking up in weight, it's because he's preparing for AJ, trying to unleash his power on him. So, um, if I were to guess, yes, I would pick Usyk, but by stop by late stoppage. They, they, um, that's how I have it too. And for all of the people I go, we can, can I ask a question, guys? One last because, question. Go ahead. thing, Tony. One last thing. Yeah, I, I saw pictures of him, not pictures, videos of him in the ring, literally doing like shuffle moves with his feet, like he was super fast. Arms and legs all coordinated back and forth. You don't think you don't think Joshua can do those same shuffle steps? No, because they're not they're not, not very difficult, bro. Not, not as fast I'm, as I'm, I'm an ex boxer. I'm gonna tell you something for nothing. Always... Those, those shuffle steps that you're talking about are rudimentary. Yeah, I can get a kid of eight years old to do those shuffle steps. They're not difficult. In fact, Tony, Tony, you're so quick. Bro, bro, I'm going to go down your local nightclub. I'm going to pull about five black dancers off the dance floor. Then I'm going to show you them them same shuffle steps. Bring back kid and play. Yeah, we can all do that shuffle step. Yeah, house party one and two. Those shuffle steps were in full EFF, ECT, otherwise known as effect. Zap, zap. I, I, I don't know, man. AJ got some heavy ass Barney feet. Not only that, I wasn't. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> wasn't I was impressed that he could do the shuffle steps. I said he was moving fast. He was moving fast. What's that prove? Does that prove anything? Yeah, it proves that the fact that he put on 15 kgs of muscle don't mean that he's super slow now. That's the only point I was making. Okay. The only point I was making. Because you know what? If we're going to talk about ring rust, uh, when was the last time that AJ fought? He fought, he fought the exact same time as Usyk. They both fought exactly. each other the last fight. Exactly. Exactly. That's my point right there. They so fought the same exact time. So they got the same amount of... So if, if, if you talk about who's the better boxer and who's the one with the game plan that worked the first time and probably will work better the second time, it's Usyk all day. The people who were supporting um, um, uh, Andy Ruiz Jr. when when they went to the rematch said, oh, we're going to take him out. We, we, we saw the flaws in the last fight. We're going to take him out. What happened there, guys? What happened there was he came in at 280-something pounds. That's what happened. Yeah, but yeah, can, can, I, can I chime in? Hold up, hold up Tony. This is, we got to be fair here. I, I got I to gotta bring Fight Doctor into the discussion. Fight Doctor, go for it. 
Yo, Fight Doctors in the house on Rick James status as always. So a couple of things here we need to unpack. First is, uh, and shout out to the panel. Salute to you too, bro. Thanks, bro. Salute, bro. Thank you. Uh, listen, we need to be fair to Usyk. And uh, drawing a, a comparison between him and the Pillsbury Doughboy is un- unwarranted, right? Um, we saw Ruiz go and pull a Roberto Duran to the nth degree. And I don't think that is what Usyk is about. So my expectation is that Saturday night, we will see um, an Usyk who is going to be sharper than he was and, and better prepared this time because now he knows what to expect. All right, look, the onus here is on Joshua because if Joshua loses this fight, that's it. You're done. A cruiserweight came up and took your shit. And there was nothing you could do about it, right? It made you look bad in the process. Listen, everything I need to know about this fight, I saw in the 12th round of their first fight. I saw a guy in Usyk who was there to fight, and I saw a guy in Joshua who was there to survive. And had Usyk had another 10, 15 seconds, who knows what would have happened. I wholeheartedly agree with you, bro. I wholeheartedly agree with you. I, I can, understand, I can understand that story, Fight Doctor. I totally wouldn't disagree and say that's an impossible vision of how this fight can go. But I can also see the other side of the coin. And I hope to see the other side of the coin. So all I'm saying is I'm not trying to disparage Usyk, but I can come at you and say, well, hang on, have you considered that this guy's been fighting in his country for how many months and you're expecting him to come off of that psychological damage that he's, he's, had, he's had with seeing his countrymen killed and, and defend a title? What you're, good. Good. You're, not, you're not weighing any of that into this discussion? Oh, about, nope. Well, okay, nope. so wait, let's, let's, let's dive into that. Right, let's, let's dive into that. Right back to you in a second. But Tony, what about the psychological disadvantage of getting your ass whooped in North London last year. What about that psychological damage? Like, I agree with, with, but fight doctor, round 11 and 12, you know they were playing over there? Maybe they weren't playing it, but this is what I was seeing. Ah, 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 staying alive, staying alive. Ah, 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 staying alive. I mean, <laughs> stay alive, dog. <laughs> You know, you know what was next on the playlist? What was next on the playlist? Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. Usyk did significant damage to AJ in that fight, and this is his first fight back. So we'll see the confidence that he has. But fight doctor, right back to you. You had a point to make. Yeah, so Usyk has literally left a war zone, right? I mean, this guy was like literally, literally in a situation where he was taking up arms and fighting for his country. I see that as an advantage for Usyk because you come from a situation where you're literally fighting for your life to a situation where you're merely fighting for your title. I agree. Who has the advantage, the psychological? I think Usyk... Given the fact that he has survived and walked out of a literal war zone, has the overwhelming psychological advantage. I'll beat your ass last time, and now I'm coming from a war zone to do it again. 
Yeah, I don't see how I don't see how recent events with the percent, bro. Because the fight doctors, right? When 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 you're talking about like, look, some dude just came out of a war, right? And uh, you know, uh, you got another dude that already had lost before, and then you know he's he's in the face, he's the face, one of the faces of boxing, and he's always in the limelight. You know, there's a lot of uh, attention on him. You know, and then he's got to like try to, uh, uh, you know, he looked a little, uh, he looked a little hesitant against Andy Ruiz in the second fight. Yeah, he outboxed him, but he looked a little hesitant there, like he looked scared. You know what I mean? And then he looked like he uh, continued to improve um, with, with with the next fight. Um, and, and then um, right now, I mean, I'm just saying, like, U- Usyk is a better, highly skilled boxer. Very, very more. He's well more skilled than than than, than Joshua. So. He took the time to acclimate himself to the division, and I don't think he's going to lose it uh, just because of uh, the, the same amount of time that Anthony Joshua took. But remember, half of this time, Anthony Joshua was looking for a new trainer. So it's yeah. not like he was training the whole time. He was looking for no, a new no, trainer he, half of the time. No, no. You know, he, so, trained, he trains religiously, bro. Don't oh, believe yeah. the hype. He, 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 so, he trained so hard with Angel Fernandez. So hard. I do have to say bro, one thing, though, bro, if I bro, to say, hold on. Respect but, on the but, man's but, name. You spewed a little bit of, you spewed a bit of BS right let, there because no. you're trying to you're trying to make out like Anthony Joshua took six months away from the ring trying to find a trainer. No, Bro, that's not he the was, story, he my was dropping interviews with IFL TV, you're talking about oh the 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 old Anthony Joshua's back. The gangster. The guy who used to sell drugs. Please, he didn't know what the... He was trying to find out who the fuck he was. He was not training. He was working on his mind. But... This, uh, I, I, hold on. I have one comment towards Fight Doctor. And the, uh, he said that it's... I agree with everything that he said besides the point that he said that it's over for Joshua if Joshua gets beat by Usyk. It's not over for Joshua because Joshua's a cash cow and secondary... Usyk is going to beat this shit out of Tyson Fury, and then everybody's going to be riding that man. It is what it is. Everybody's going to be like, oh, no, no, you, now you have to throw some respect on, you, you can't get rid of AJ now because he, uh, Usyk also beat Fury. Okay, now nah, Usyk gets respect now, so so now AJ is no longer a loser, a bum. U- 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 AJ gets some respect too because he, he got beat by a talented fighter. I got to make one point too about the psychological uh, aspect. We We forget too that going into the Ruiz rematch with AJ, that there were a lot of questions about that. People were pondering. There was a lot of conjecture about what the hell was going on prior to his walkout. We forget how long it took him to walk out to Madison Square Garden in the first fight. People were worried that he had a panic attack before. We we still, Eddie Hearn says he knew what happened, but he won't tell us about it. So Master, you cap him, bro. You cap him. It's behind us, man. What was the story? What was the story behind the? the I mean, are we are we are we boxing shrinks here? Like, um, I, I'll <laughs> say this, man. Usyk is a, a road warrior, and wherever he fights, there's no pressure on him. But what Ukraine has gone through, right? I think this is one thing you fight, Doctor Miss. Right? Is that after what Ukraine has went through, I think he's gonna fight with a lot more pride. Fighting, putting a country on his back. Well, this is my point. My point is that, and by the way, it was Tony that brought up the psychological discussion when he was talking about Usyk and being in the Ukraine. The point is, there's never been questions about his psychological strength. I've never heard that once come up his entire career. All I was saying is that there were murmurings about that with AJ. That was my only point. And, and none of those were found to be true. 
So you just you, yeah, you okay, just have so to wait, 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 wait. All right. Look, it's hit all the like button, folks. Hit the like button, folks. Hit the like button. If you're currently watching, please support us. Support the channel. Hit the like button, folks. Go ahead, fight doctor. Continue. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah, no worries, bro. So look, it's all speculation. Whatever is going on between Joshua's ears, we can only speculate. None of us can know for sure. However, we do have evidence from which we can draw conclusions, right? Now, I say let's go back and look at the Ruiz rematch. Now, in the first fight, we saw an AJ who came out to go to war. In the second fight, we saw an AJ who came out to box and whose game plan seemed to be not to go to war. And that's the AJ we've been looking at ever since. So, yeah, I think that we can draw some conclusions about his state of mind. Now, me personally, no, you ask a question? Go ahead. No, I just wanted to respond to that, but go ahead, finish your point. Now, me personally... Uh, I think that in order for it, look, if, if a boxing, if we see a boxing match Saturday night, Joshua is going to lose Mm -hmm. in order for, in order for Joshua to win in my mind, Joshua, we need to transform himself into Rocky Marciano, take two to get one. He's going to have to throw boxing out the window. All right. Never mind Mm -hmm. that. And just throw punches. Mm -hmm. And look, I don't think that we've seen that Joshua, in some years. I don't know that he exists anymore. Well, that was the point I was making. I mean, last time we saw it was essentially for a little bit bit of the Klitschko fight. Go ahead, Tony. So I, I, I think what you're missing out here with Joshua's development as a boxer is you're trying to make out like just because you started out as a, as a puncher, you should never try to become a boxer. And so... The guy came out and boxed and boxed effectively against his opponent. And now you're writing him off because, oh, but you lost the power and you didn't throw the punches as hard as you did before. Instead, you chose to box. Well, I'll tell you something. If I'm a trainer and I'm worth my salt, I'm going to be constantly trying to develop my fighter into a better boxer. Now, you may discredit his performance against Ruiz in the rematch, but I take some some credit for that and say, actually, that's a boxer who is learning. So guess what? Those of you who said, oh, Anthony Joshua blows out. Well, in the 12th round, he was still on his toes. Can, can I respond to that? Can I respond to that? Against Dusik, go for it. Go for it. I, I, I would love to respond to that because, listen, um, the thing is not – I definitely give Joshua credit for working on his craft, uh, but – at, at this point in his career, Usyk is a two-time Olympian. And uh, and the fact of the matter is, is that he's just a way better boxer, bro. And that's the problem. You know what I'm saying? That's the problem. Joshua yeah. is learning too late. He's learning yeah. too late to compete with that high level of competition. You know what I'm saying? I, and, I, and Usyk is only going to get better. He's only yeah. going to get better because he's acclimated to the division now. Yeah, so that, I, that's, I, that's, I, totally I mean, he yeah, definitely I totally has... Agree. He can take every weight punch. Hold up real quick, a virtual. So I need to get to the super chat. Nando, thank you so much. Nando says, I think Usyk will be emboldened to attack round one in the rematch. A la Canelo Triple G2. Gonna be a fun fight. 100. I agree with that 100%. Uh, thank you, Nando. Uh, virtual, so you're up next. You had a point to make? Yeah, I just wanted to respond to Fight Doctor. I mean, it's pinpointing about where uh, AJ lost his dog. Listen, I kind of noticed that earlier than that. 
for me, it was kind of like the Parker fight, like right after. But um, he doesn't. Repeat that. He doesn't need. Yeah, no. During the Parker fight, like he was more of an apprehensive fighter. After the Klitschko fight, he definitely did change up his style to become more of a boxer. But um, uh, I, I I don't think there there's any psychological advantages as far as uh, Usyk is concerned because uh, AJ has to go in there with dog mentality like he did before the Klitschko fight. During the Klitschko fight, I mean, because if, if he doesn't do it, then he like he cannot, you know, perform well to his capabilities. So he's better off slugging it out. Cannot fight the 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 the, the smaller man's fight, which is trying to box from the outside, which is what Usyk mm. is very good at. So trying to get him out of his element is going to be the most difficult part of this fight for AJ. Is making him making him like let his hands go, make him fight or flight, mechanism kick in. But and how long is it is that going to last? It won't last long. That's why I I feel like uh not just to be fair to him. I think he'll, I think he'll take his, his his time still, but I, I still have a it's still a strong possibility that he could go out like late. I I, I agree that he could definitely go out late, and then I think that we also need to stop comparing the AJ that went out against Ruiz the second fight against the AJ that went out against Usyk the first fight. Let's not forget in that fight against Ruiz, Ruiz is a big ass body who has very fast hands. Not as fast feet. Usyk's feet are fast as fucking sore his hands. So when it cut, you, you can't compare them. Not only that, the jab that AJ was throwing against uh, Ruiz was a stick. Pow! It was a it was a, it was a very uh, powerful jab from deep. The what he was doing against Usyk, it wasn't even a jab. I don't know what the hell to call it. This, this well, is what he was doing against Usyk. It was, I, it was like it was, it was like cat pawing. Well, the reason I think that was Kenny is because. Uh, Andy Ruiz's jab defense is like was very basic on that night. You know, he was just literally trying to catch. Whereas what AJ what AJ was having to deal with with, with Usyk was a guy that was kind of jousting with his jab, although it was from the right side because he's at southpaw, and was also countering him over the jab with the left hand. Something jab to where the head is going to be, that's, which is which is not what Ruiz was doing. So I agree with you. Like Ruiz at two eighty three or two eighty five or whatever he was at is nowhere near indicative of what a Southpaw Usyk, uh, who's, like you said, much quicker with his feet, who can close range, get in and out of range, box at angles, uh, is going to be able to do uh, against Joshua. So, man, Don't make him fatter than he was, man. He was only 284. He wasn't 285, bro. Stop, stop, stop casting. <laughs> <laughs> 284.8. <laughs> <Stop playing. laughs> but, you know, listen, uh, when, it co- when it comes down to it, though, um, the only reason I brought up the, the whole um, thing with as far as uh, AJ, just so, so y- y'all could understand, as far as uh, AJ, because he was improving. He was working on a, cra- on, on a part of his craft, and uh, he had to do that against Ruiz. But but at the same time, Usyk was also acclimating himself. By if you look at the uh, uh, AJ fight versus uh, um, you know um, uh, Usyk the first time, right? It's very similar to what uh, uh, Usyk was doing uh, against uh, what's my man's name, the big dude, um, uh, Derek Chisora. Chisora. He w- he was he was trying to make sure that he could take the punishment and st- and be slick enough to move out the way and and, and, t- and wear him out. And and we all know that that AJ gasses, bro. You know what I'm saying? 
AJ Gasses. And so, um, you know, I, I, I know, I noted when earlier, uh, when Kenny mentioned that, you know what I'm saying? About the gassing and all that. And his, in his joke, you know, it's just, it's facts. It's just facts. Like he's going to, he's probably going to gas because he, he worries more about mus- muscle than he does about being lean and just being slick, you know? And so, um, you know, that, that may be a detriment to, to his, uh, his, his fight. Yeah, that's what Major Key. Did you notice uh, his recent like showing, like uh, at the press conference? I guess did did he look leaner this time around? Who AJ? They're saying that yeah. he's, they're saying he's looking. Uh, what? I don't. He, he did, I, the grand arrivals today. I'm trying to remember yeah, what the press. There, there has been no uh, press conference. No, no, not press conference. But there was like a presentation today from. From Matchroom, yeah, was the yeah, great. They're the arrivals. They were celebrating the arrivals, I guess. He's wearing, Saudi a, Arabia. Full, he's wearing yeah. a full tracksuit. You can't oh. see his shape. Okay, and the other, yeah. the other thing I wanted to say, <laughs> because the comment earlier came on, and Kenny, you responded to it, but I want to say a couple things about it as well. In terms of uh, the putting on weight uh, that Wilder did versus what I've seen with Usyk, Wilder's weight increase was all top heavy. Uh, I remember him you know doing a bench press which i wasn't impressed with because it was like 200 and something like 220 his feet were implanted bro his feet weren't legs also, his legs were super like thin like all of the muscle was up top and what that yeah. means is that your skinny legs are gonna be having to hold that weight for the entire fight and by the way that's also not really gonna help you in terms of um absorbing punches either so there's ways to put on weight where your whole body is part of that process and is getting accustomed to carrying the weight. And it starts with the legs. You can't, like, people say don't skip leg day for a reason. Like, yeah. You, yeah. You boxing, boxing is all about it. It ends legs. with the haircut, though. It ends with the haircut, too, because remember the AJ rematch, he didn't have a haircut. So yeah. the air, the haircut is also weight, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he had that 19, he had that 1970s. 70s vibe going but you know what it's a it's appropriate because i used to call him huggy bear straight out straight out of starsky and hug <laughs> it's one two hug hug huggy fest so it, 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 don't disrespect my guy antonio fargas my bro uh-huh. <laughs> so look, but back to what i was saying Usyk, if you look at his body his weight increase it's much more proportioned you can see that he's got strong legs and Mm -hmm. the strong legs are needed, not just to carry his weight, but also (laughs) be able to deal with the weight of AJ, which is something that, that Wilder was never really, really able to do successfully against Fury, who was leaning on him, using his weight and wearing him down. So uh, I just wanted to make that point too. So let me just uh, break something down for you guys. Um, Early edition. So early edition, um, Obviously, I'm very much in the AJ camp. I'm very much uh, supporting my local hero. Uh, he's from Watford. I used to live in Watford. You called him a hero, right? So I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. The UK nation will be in breakdown if 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 AJ loses this weekend. So that's why the, that's why the whole country is behind our boy. This is this is this is like. The UK versus Ukraine. This is the, you know, forget Ukraine versus Russia. This weekend. We hear it, Tony. We got it. <laughs> you, you better get the handkerchief. Oh, we got it. 
If AJ loses, uh, Ukraine doesn't stand a chance of joining NATO. Is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying, bro. <laughs> yo, yo, look, Tony, just just start getting the 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 red dry dry wine ready because you're gonna need some sorrow cups. Get the handkerchiefs ready because gonna be it's gonna be a sad day on Saturday for those of you. <laughs> one thing, one thing, I, I know we're getting close to the time of, of, of getting up out of here. But one thing I do have to say is, uh, Tyson Fury could kiss my motherfucking ass for retiring again and being a bitch ass nigga. He could kiss my motherfucking ass for calling out Tesora before him, retiring. Get the let, fuck out of here. Let, Go let, retire and be a fucking dosser, man. Bye. <laughs> Since we got the power panel, which I wasn't expecting today, but I'm so glad to have all you guys with us today on Mano a Mano. What? I don't believe the retirement, and I'll tell you why. You know, what this reminds me of is Floyd. Anytime Manny Pacquiao or somebody else is fighting, like, all of a sudden, Floyd's got an exhibition fight. All of a sudden, Floyd's got something going on. He's buying a new watch. He's criticizing somebody. He has to be in the headlines. It seems to me like with anytime AJ's doing anything or now Usyk's doing anything, Anthony, uh, sorry, uh, Tyson Fury needs to come up with some reason to go to the headline. And he's using the reason. First, it was he's retired. Then it's he's fighting uh, Dillian. Sorry, not Dillian, Derek Delboy Chisora. Then all no, 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 you missed out a piece because don't forget the billion pound it's going to take for me to come back. Oh, yeah, the half billion. Half a billion. Half a billion. Half billion. Yeah. Then it was I'm going out to Iceland, right? <laughs> Looking for the mountain man or whatever the hell he's called, right? Oh. Thor. And then, then now all of a sudden he's, and I'm doing the air quotes, all of the people listening to the podcast and not watching live on YouTube. He did, he did he's the retiring and he's relinquishing not the WBC belt, but the ring magazine belt, which right now honestly hasn't meant what it meant in past, especially since Golden Boy took over ownership of the Ring magazine. People haven't really viewed it the same, but it's still a belt, but it's not an official sanctioning body belt. But yeah. notice he's still keeping the WBC title, right? Notice mm-hmm. that Suleiman has given him until a week after this fight to announce what his intentions are with the WBC. So I think he's playing people for a fiddle like he always does. He's got us talking about him. I'm calling fake. <laughs> On the retirement uh, fight, doctor, what do you think? Just to add on to that real quick, two seconds. Usyk did say that he does guarantee that the fight with him and Tyson Fury is going to happen. Usyk guaranteed that came out of his mouth. There you go, doctor. Go for it. Yeah, this whole retirement deal, I think it has something to do with the Kinahan situation, to be completely honest. I mean, why retire now with... Uh, you know, potentially the biggest fight of your career hanging in the balance, especially if Joshua were to somehow pull off the miracle Saturday. I mean, Joshua Fury, uh, that fight would be huge, huge, huge. So, mm-hmm. so why would you, why would you retire now? You know, it makes no um, sense. yeah, it, it makes no sense outside of the fact that perhaps his dealings with Kenahan have come back to bite him in the ass. You know, I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. I mean, He's not allowed to come into the country for some odd reason. I mean, to me, it seems like the Department of Justice has just been, like, trying to throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. Like, they 
anyone remotely associated with uh, MTK has not been allowed in. Tommy Fury, I don't even know if he's affiliated with them. Who knows mm-hmm. if Josh Taylor can come into the country? Apparently, Hogan right. Cassius from IFL TV was denied entry. So the list. Not goes- only that, Maestro, but like uh, I haven't heard no- ever since April. I have heard no reports about Kenahan being extradited. Not happening, bro. Nah. It seemed like he mobbed up in the Middle East. He's not going anywhere. Incognito. You know, as long as long as he stays out there in in in, in the Middle East and whatever. What is he in Dubai? Hey, yeah, no face, no case. I gotta bounce real quick, man. Uh, my my son just got here. He's gonna be making noise, and I gotta go make some money before we do the live. Right. Shout out to right. Style. We're doing that uh, radio interview tonight. So uh, you know what I'm saying. Shout out to D Style. You know what I'm saying. Um, but um, I'll be over there later on. But uh, yeah, man. I'll be there with you, Major. I know, I, I know you will. I know you will. Uh, so, so that's what I'm saying. I'm just gonna plugging that real quick. But, uh, but at the end of the day, as as far as the response with Tyson Fury, man, I, I thought that the first time he did it, I thought exactly that. Oh, you know the Mayweather routine. You know what I'm saying I remember he did that, and he came back and he fought uh, Marquez, and you know he he liked to do that leave for a little bit, say he was retiring, and build a buzz when he was coming back. I, I get that. But um, right now, the fact that he's dropping the ring, that doesn't even make sense. You, you know, the ring doesn't charge a uh, sanction fee, do they? I, I, I believe that that's the yeah. only one that doesn't they charge don't. a sanction fee, right? They, so why drop that? Uh, because I, I think you drop it because versus the WBC, uh, because he knows that by dropping the ring, they're going to make this fight on Saturday for the ring, meaning that as long as he holds on for the WBC title, he still gets an undisputed fight. Just that rather than he hold the ring, somebody else hold the ring. And then he'll just say, whoa, you know, I'm the real ring champion. I dropped it. Uh, yeah, I got it. That's just, that's just, just some fucking talking points. All right. right. So whatever, man. I think, I think, I think, look, man, I think uh, the, the fact that he's mentioned it so many times, I think that uh, we're, if, if it doesn't happen now, if somebody's going to whoop his ass. Um, and somebody when, when somebody whoops his ass, he's going to retire for real. But uh, for right now, I think he's playing, he's playing with boxing. And we all know that you shouldn't play with boxing. So uh, yeah. with that being said, though, uh, I'm going to be out, man, and I appreciate you guys having me up on the panel. Yo, go check out that uh, th- those uh, verses, though. It's an hour and 49 minutes into that into that link. All right? Check all right. it out. Sounds I got good. you. We'll definitely do so. Thank have you. Time, brother. In the private chat, uh, Major Key. All right, brother. Yeah, there Peace. you go. Uh, thank you. That was Major Key. Uh, he'll be on Aftermath D-Style Boxing tonight. Rayo Valenzuela out of Team Benavides is going to be joining us. So tune in. For that, I will be part of the panel as well. Uh, Tony P, are you uh, are you as confident? You know, yeah. I mean, you know, look, we all have a favorite. You know, when Tyson Fury fought Dillian White, I was fully invested in Dillian White. Um, you know, you, you you have to sometimes look at a fight and go, I see a way, and even if that way seems difficult. You want to believe in it, and you have faith that you you die (laughs) when you love. Oh my God, (laughs) Tony P. Make sure you check out (laughs) and my brethren, Base the Kid. Okay, El Nino. Okay, Base the Kid with the prediction show. And the breakdown show. They two of the best G's up in here doing it. All right, two of the best in the YTBC. That's my brethren.
Tony P, all love family, brotherly love out here, and uh, my brother Bass the Kid. Thank you so much, Tony. I respect uh, every time, guys. Absolutely. Virtuoso, uh, thank you so much for joining as well. Always and a pleasure, bro. Thank you, sir. And Fight Doctor, man, you, you, you've you been missing in action, bro. I was about to call the FBI, man. After the Trump raid, I've been asking them to go check out my man. <laughs> Hey, doctor, where you at? No, just you know, listen, been been in recovery, but uh, you know, it's all good now. I had to fight back the demons, but okay. um, you know, we're we're in a better place now. Oh, that's what's guys, that's- guys. Can I just say, I hope I see all y'all, all y'all next week when my boy wins. Yeah, no, just all make sure y'all. you show up. I'll be here. Make sure I'm you a, show I'm up. A, I'm gonna be there. Hey, Tony, Tony, just make sure Tony, you I'm gonna say this real quick to you. Yeah. It's coming home. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming home. I don't know about that. Tony you know, needs a hero, you know. <laughs> so, uh, Tony, thank you so much. Virtuoso fight doctor, uh, blessings. Uh, make sure you check me out later this week because I'll definitely be doing a punchlines at some point of this week, uh, for this fight and for other fights. So, make sure you check out punchlines. <laughs> Gorilla than the planet of the apes. I ride a punchline and plant it on your face. Eat a punch that you ain't even got a case. Here's a shot that you ain't even got a chase. All right. So, look, we here for mano a mano. All right. Uh, any last words, fight doctor? No, just um, I didn't get a chance to chime in on the Adrian Broner situation. So maybe, um, I don't know, maybe uh, later this week you guys have a show or something. I can, if I can hop on a panel. Oh, definitely. Um, I just want to. Add my thoughts. De- definitely, man. Uh, I'm going to put my number in the uh, private chat and just contact me and we'll set it up because I'd love to do that with you. Yes, All sir. Right. So make sure you look out for that. We'll be doing a punchlines on the Adrian Broner situation. Yes, sir. Yo, I'm on the verge of coming back to this shit too, man. Make sure y'all, y'all, y'all like and subscribe, you know, to, to hit, hit, hit the like on this channel, subscribe on this channel, go subscribe on my channel, show me love. I'm on the verge of coming back to, you know, adjustments in life, right? The fight deck that we, we got to make adjustments sometimes. It's all good. Let's see what, what adjustments AJ makes this weekend and let's come back and talk about it. The only just adjustments I'm going to be speaking a bit about too, that I'm not a hundred percent in camp with are the transition adjustments, fam. Uh, you know, we've been seeing a lot of it going on. Um, It's only a matter of time before this hits boxing as it hits other sports. And I'm really, really haven't heard anybody talking about it. So we're going to, I'm going to do a punchlines on that one too. You know, the prospects of men calling themselves women and fighting women. So trust me, Maestro sees that on the horizon. Okay. I'm going to start talking about it a little bit because, you know, we living in some crazy times right now, dog. So, uh, and I'm going to just leave it at that. Fight Doctor, thank you so much for joining. Appreciate it. Thank you, gentlemen, for having me. It was a pleasure, as always. Thank Absolutely. You. Check, the, check, check the private chat, brother. And uh, Kenny, any last words? Make sure you check out my brother, KT. Uh, KT, drop the link. The link is also in the description of this video. But if you're tuning in live, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, Ding the notification bell. Make sure it says all because you want to know when we go live for mano a mano. You want to know when we go live for a punchlines or for anything else. All right. So this has been another edition of mano a mano with my brother Kenny T live from the Heights. 
and from Maestro Square Garden. Okay. I love it. Maestro Square Garden in the Heights. We up in here, but we up out of here. Thank you so much. Yeah. 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 Chrome Hearts at the Caesars Palace. I was a sneaker savage, undefeated baggage. K Bar, you can be established. A 230s, that's 69s. You can eat a salad while you feed a phallus. I speak in palettes that compete with graphics. At the speed of cheetah gallops at indecent average. Chopsticks when I be eating garrets. Philippe Receipt and Barris, you can't see the marriage. That's why I started this in Vegas. Proposed to my toast, Neo's married to the Matrix. But I hate this bitch like I'm married to a racist. An addict, so the kilos get buried in the basements. Speed the wagon like Rio's vicarious, vivacious. Patois, noir, but the Creole is basic. So when I'm around in Haitians, I don't even say shit. Last album sounded like I was signed to a spaceship. Brain was on drugs and my eyes was on LASIK. And the shit got legs, I don't think that I can chase it With rocket power with ASICs But the next one's coming with cases And witness protection facelifts For the fans, why hit them with kabams When the germaphobe jab can wash a nigga with hands I am not in my feelings, I'm in my glands I am not no bitch, I'm in a trance Pandemic gimmicks got niggas all in the scams Panhandling brilliance put lyrics all in their hands Alan Watts got Watts living without a plan but I want the smokes while the kitchen ain't got no fans. Ow, 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 ow.